Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. All right, Lubbock Sports Medicine, a great team of doctors. Y'all saw Kevin Crawford. I hope the kid that got hurt, uh, Watts, was, what was his last name? Watts? Kevin was down Coach there. Coach said that he was, was moving and talking and that, that they took him off on the board. He felt was more precautionary. Okay, so. good. Well, Kevin was Kevin Crawford was down there. He's with Lubbock Sports Medicine, one of the great doctors there. Go to LubbockSportsMed.com and check them out. You'll be glad that you did. They can take care of you as well, whatever it may be. All right, well, we're honored to have in the studio today the directors of the Texas Tech going band from Raiderland. And we've really, really been going. We and have. Y'all have been going, haven't yes, you? You've, yes, sir. Y'all met the name. And uh, Joel Pagan, who's been here before, and uh, Eric Allen. Now, are y'all the same? I mean, are you the marching band director and you're the second and you're the – Well, so, it, so I'm I'm the director of the going band, director of the athletic bands, but Dr. Allen here, he's he's been with us co-directing for a while. He even stepped in for one year. And oh. that was the interim director uh, for a time there. So, yeah, he, we, we share our responsibilities out there together. So we're, we're, to blame, we're to blame for everything. Well, <laughs> yes, sir. y'all made us proud, I'll tell you that. I can't believe you. I, y'all know people everywhere were talking about it. It, it was. It, it was a really, really great trip. And even just on social media, we were overwhelmed by the it, response from the Red Raider Nation, for sure. Hold it close. It, it, Brenda's saying Hey, Dad, I was going to tell you, we're the going band from Raiderland because we were the very first yeah. college football team to go to an away game. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's Lay right. A little knowledge on them. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The very first one. But uh, the whole thing, though, it was more than just marching in the parade. There was a lot more to it than today's show. Y'all were marching on the set. We were, and actually, uh, Dr. Allen was a, was a big part of that, putting that together. Do we need to call you Dr. Allen? You, do, more than you do not. You can okay. call me Eric, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Used to the formality. I hear yeah. you. <laughs> on, on the clock. But anyway, yeah, we had a great time. The Today Show uh, was, was gracious enough to, to invite us on, and we were – uh, we were a part of just about every segment they did that morning, starting with a with a takeover. So they our students marched through the studio and played I in the plaza it. and just uh, really got a had a great opportunity there. It was great exposure for tech, and we just had a great time doing it. Yeah, well, y'all did it. Y'all did us proud. I, you really did. And uh, did you see many Red Raiders up there? Oh my goodness, um, we we were overwhelmed by the response, and that's one thing that really stands out. Throughout the parade route, there was not a block in that two-and-a-half-mile parade where we did not see double T's or guns up throughout. I mean, they were there right? in the thousands. And we kid you not, it was it was, it was was overwhelming. It was really, really special to see That's that. That's cool. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it was and the two of y'all march or y'all like riding a little, <laughs> little motorcycle behind them or something? Oh, no. No, we, we, we walked it in, in our boots. And our boots and hats. That's we, right. We brought, you really? we, brought, we brought Texas to New York. It was, yes, sir. It was incredible. Did you have cowboy hats on? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, they knew who we were by the time that parade was over with. That's cool. That's you know, it. one of the things they did was, uh, of course, uh, the, the president's office and, and Blaine Beal, the centennial director, set up all kinds of events for the Red Raider Nation up there. One of the most exciting things, along with the Today Show and the parade, was the pep rally in Times Square. And for about an hour, we, we had the... 
all the screens in Times Square with with the double T and yeah. and uh, thousands upon thousands of Red Raiders in filling Times Square. It looked like New Year's Eve. Uh, I saw it. I saw it. It was it was amazing. Yes. It, it was it was really exciting. Well, tell tell us. This is uh, y'all have four hundred plus, four hundred and seventeen students, and how many other support people? Oh gosh! So with our TAs and everybody else, I mean, we had a travel party of about four hundred and fifty three. And yeah, so about four fifty. About four fifty-three, <laughs> give or take, you know, to one round, or two. To round the number, <laughs> yeah. to round it off. Yeah, and and we filled an entire seven forty-seven um, coming over. That was charter over there for us uh, to to get out there. You had and your the, own plane. We had our own plane. We did. I mean, we traveled in style. How it, it fun was, is that? It, it was. I tell you. I mean, and you talk to any other groups that do this, you just don't see that kind of support, you know, across yeah. the nation. So we were blessed. Uh, to be at Texas Tech and to have that support behind with the president's office. I didn't know they held that many. Yeah, well, we found out they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it even That's took off. There's at least one that does. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the only one I've ever seen. But <laughs> it was a big plane. It was. But did you pack all the equipment on the plane, or did it bust up? Well, we ended up putting everything on that aircraft, wow. and, and that's something that you know we were, we thought about taking the semi, but just looking at the amount of time it was going to take them to drive over to New York City and our timetable, it just we had to have everything with us. So yeah. it was it was a, a, a logistical uh, challenge for sure, but we made it happen. Yeah, y'all got the big truck that Lubbock Truck Sales provides that's right one band truck that's right now we did use that to transport all of our equipment over to to the airstrip and then we took all that off and loaded it off all up oh on the aircraft gosh yeah did you have to go through a tsa we did <laughs> no we did way. we had to go through all that now luckily be, no just because way. the way it was chartered you know we we did all of that actually um over at the sub there at, at texas tech they screened all the students put them on a bus and then we can we were able to get oh, right on good. the aircraft so yeah so it was yeah. efficient that was much better. Absolutely. <laughs> All yeah. that equipment. I can't even believe that happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're still, I mean, I'm, I'm having to pinch myself because yeah. 24 hours ago, we were in Times Square, and uh, we, we had what felt like one really long day. You know, we got there, and we took little naps in between, and yeah. then we woke up, and here we are. So. Where did y'all stay? We stayed over at the Marriott Marquis right on Times Square. I mean, when you looked out the window, you could see Duffy Square. You can see all the billboards and the lights. Yeah. I mean, it was a really, really cool experience with those kids. How many? How many does that hotel hold? Well, at least four hundred fifty-three. <laughs> they have over. They have over nineteen hundred. Over nineteen hundred rooms in that hotel. Oh my gosh! And so, uh, but but they knew our presence. Yeah, I bet <laughs> especially they did. when we all showed up at once and tried to get in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> that was a problem, wasn't it? We worked it out. Yeah, yeah, it, it was fine. But man, what what a fantastic trip! And and what a what I mean, the representation we had. Uh, not just for Texas Tech, but Lubbock and the state of Texas. I mean, mm -hmm. we were the only band that represented the state of Texas at that Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Oh, mm -hmm. I saw a lot of high school. Well, not a lot, but several high school. Yeah, bands. there were there were about twelve bands in total. If you if you count the NYPD band that marches every year and the Macy's Great American Band. What about but, the directors band? Were y'all in that? Did y'all? We were not. We were not. That's something that that they've been doing for a while now. But they had about over four hundred. Uh, band directors from across the country. In fact, a lot of my friends, even from college, who are directors now, were in that band. So there was a lot of uh, Facebook so messaging. Of Absolutely, yeah. So that was really neat to see that. Yeah. Well, is that something you'd want to do? They do that every year, don't they? Oh, they do. And the answer is no. I think I'm all right. <laughs> I, I think I think I'm okay. Just we liked to our view. There. We liked our view better. That's this right. Year. You're not going back next no. year to be in the director's band? I, I I think we'll pass on that. I mean, walking the two and a half mile, you know, what we did with them was, was good enough. But, yeah, and we'd have to – I guess I'd have to find my instrument and learn how to play it all over again. What and did you play? I was a trumpet player. 
Oh, yeah, was being the operative word. You could, you could play today. <laughs> oh, I'm well. I'm not sure you want to hear it, but sure, I could. Yeah, Eric, what'd you play? I was trumpet player too. So, oh, yeah, that's right. So, did your drum majors go to? They don't play instruments, do they? They they do play instruments uh, in, in other ensembles, but in terms of their their role with the going band, they're just there. They conduct. You know, they march in the front of the band, so they're they're kind of the the head of our visual team, so to speak. But they yeah. were part of that for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's cool. Who are they? Yeah. What are their names? Are they important? Oh, absolutely. Kaylee <laughs> Smith, Trey Pyle, um, who've done a fantastic yeah. job leading yeah. the band this year. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also important. You know, we think about what goes into this: the president's office, Blaine Beal's office, um, all those people that went to help make this happen. But um, our alumni association, both Texas Tech and the Going Band Association, who are just dedicated to supporting all that we do. Um, one of the things that was really exciting about it, too, is they said, you know, the great thing about a pep rally in Times Square with this, I mean, it, nothing's contingent on a win or a loss. It was just celebrating Texas Tech yep. and 100 years of just outstanding uh, accomplishments and achievements. And we were, we were just thrilled to be a part of it. And but I do want to just reiterate what it was like to turn down 7th Avenue and what seemed like a road to, to anywhere and seeing nothing but millions of people along the side and people that had never heard of Texas Tech had their guns up <laughs> they were they were loving it, and our kids were rocking it was awesome well in this world we live in today did guns up go over well up there or was, yeah. or yeah. was it hey come on now well i'll tell you what there, there was a there was a little instance at uh, when we were at the today show where one of the producers came up to us and said hey your mascot red right raider red i was like yeah yeah it's raider red yeah any chance he could leave his gun behind? I was like, yeah, we can make that happen. So they were a little sensitive about that on, on, on screen, but other than yeah, that. We just we allow could... our criminals to carry That's guns. right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Because Raider Red often uses his gun to shoot, shoot at people. <laughs> yes, he does. That's right. That's right. So there was that, but we, we're good. We're fine. We're fine. No, they were they were great. And they, uh, yeah, we All the Today Show hosts were saying, wreck them, and, and they, were, they were just so excited and, uh, and greeting the kids and that's cool just making us all feel well who was the most famous person you met on this trip oh gosh well we saw quite a few i mean i saw at one point when we were waiting for the parade this golf cart pulled up next to me and um jimmy fallon popped out you know i looked at him he looked at me that was it and then he walked away but <laughs> he didn't you know, want your autograph apparently not okay. i'll say too keenan thompson from snl from saturday yeah. night live passed by us and he, he put his guns up with us. And we, I got a picture of him. So that was all over That's social good. media, too. Did so y'all hang out with Cher? She was there. Yeah, she, <laughs> Cher was there. She didn't. She she just participated in the final. <laughs> she so did. we never saw her. <laughs> but we saw her on video. She's 77. Just like Dolly Parton, who was on the Cowboys deal, who we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. yeah, she wasn't just on the Cowboys <laughs> deal. She was in a Cowboys cheerleading Which uniform. is amazing. We'll 77. Yeah, yeah. But Cher's 77. She That's is. Right. Yeah, yeah. She, she like, looks, yeah, she looks great. Sounds great, too. Yeah, she still can sing. Absolutely. Are they really singing? I wondered this while I'm watching them. Or is that lip syncing? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, most people who, who have done these parades know that mo all these performers are, they really are lip syncing to, to that. And, and that's something that's really special. All the bands that you see obviously are doing this on live TV. Yeah. You, know, the, you know, you get one shot to do that. And the rehearsal prior to that, most people don't realize this, those bands, they rehearse, we rehearsed at 4 a.m. that morning. That morning. That morning at 4 a.m. So what you saw, oh my we gosh. did, it, it was a 10-minute rehearsal in that space so that the camera's going to kind of track what we're doing. And then after that, we were off. The next time we did that was live on TV. So so, so you did it at 4. It didn't take that long to go through it, I guess, because right. it was 10 minutes. 10 minutes. What did you do then? Go back to the hotel? We, we jumped on, the, on a bus and had breakfast at Margaritaville. 
at about what 5 a.m 5 a.m that's right that's right. <laughs> five o'clock somewhere that's, that's it right. oh, that's it, was. it. And it was it was five o'clock and we we had a quick breakfast then we took of course you know getting around new york city on, on the morning of thanksgiving yeah was a challenge so it took a little bit to get over to central park which is where we staged and then off we were well uh, that brings a question to my mind is how did you get to did you go to the the very end of the parade route is there a way just for just there, for folks like y'all yeah there is i mean if you you know for those who are familiar with new york city 77th street and central park west is where the parade essentially lines up all the floats and then you've got all the balloons uh, that are on the side streets that get fed in and then from the start of the parade they were just kind of feeding in floats and balloons and bands so that all originates around 77th street comes down central park west and Go around Columbus Circle, then turn down Sixth Avenue to finish the rest of the parade route until we get down to Thirty Fourth Street. So, uh, yeah, two and a half miles of just—I mean, a whole lots of fun. That's amazing. Yeah, how they put all that together, organizing that. Absolutely. And the other part is this was all done entirely by Macy's employees. That's another part that most people don't oh. realize. You know, are we? Every band is assigned to what they call a band captain, who's a Macy's employees, and ours was the manager for the flagship Macy's store on Thirty Fourth Street. And she specifically requested us. She's originally from Houston. And she told people, I will have the going band from Red <laughs> I, I want to be with this group. So it was really neat to have that. Yeah. They were a big deal. <laughs> Absolutely. I just, I, I don't even know how you put it all together. I mean, it's, it's huge. It is absolutely. Was, was there any of those uh, balloons that really impressed you the most? Or was there? Well, we got to see a lot of those. It seemed uh, like they were lower this year. I don't seem like they were right yeah. above the deal. I thought they were up higher. They than... they normally are, but the wind it was pretty yeah. stiff wind oh, that okay. day, and so they have to they have to regulate the height of those in. balloons, and so just for safety. Yeah, we had a few of those balloons that had actually pops uh, certain parts of their appendages. Like we, we had a duck in front of us yeah. and it popped a wing. And so it was a little lower. Uh, I think Snoopy's hat had popped at one point. So yeah, yeah a little interesting, some, some incidents there with the balloons, but. <laughs> you don't see that on TV. No, you, no. Do, not. No, you do not. No, you don't. Um, you know, one other thing I want to mention when we have a chance is just our, our bandwagon drivers and our, our loading crew. And we've got a, a team of students that traveled with that, that are part of the band that um, go above and beyond. And, Debbie Holt, our, our unit coordinator, our, our administrative assistant, is they've just done an outstanding job in helping prepare this as well and, and you know, going just above and beyond uh, an infrastructure of, of students that just really are dedicated to the band and to Texas Tech. Yeah, well, that, yeah, you, it took a lot of people to put this together. It did. It wasn't just you two guys, was it? Oh, well, no. we'd like to think so, but no, no, <laughs> no, it was. And, 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 and Eric brings up a great point because a lot of people don't realize, you, you think that there's probably this – massive infrastructure that that takes care of us but it's really our students you know we, we have a student leadership core yeah. that takes care of a lot of what we do so without them i mean we just couldn't function all right listening with uh, joel pagan and eric allen who are the directors of the going band from raiderland and just got back got back what time oh Gosh, I mean, that was last night was that last night it <laughs> was was that y'all have just been going uh, yeah we i think we arrived just about nine o'clock back at the school of music at on on campus y'all didn't get to go to the football game and it was y'all's fault. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> they're, they're counting their blessings. I know it. <laughs> Thank goodness we didn't have to Cause, go. Because they can't get up and leave at half. <laughs> no. they got to sit through the whole thing. Well, you can no. just march off and not come back. Well. Yeah. Half time we march out the back door and keep on going. Uh, we, well, you know, they've got our support on 100%. Yeah, I know. But, uh, well, y'all are big, important. To, and I think a lot of people don't know all that Coach McGuire does. 
Tell tell us just a little bit what he's done with the going band from Raiderland because it's pretty cool. Well, yeah, he's he's been he's been a, a great support. I mean, even from from the very beginning, and um, you know, we he he invites us out each year uh, to have the students play for them, and so that's actually been really really great. We we do pep rallies, you know, just for those students, you know, as, yeah. as for the for the football team when they're practicing there during the preseason. Um, I mean, he's even given us shout outs that when we went over to Baylor, you know, we were a big part of that game and, you know, he was just really nice to go out and just say, Hey, I just want to take a moment to thank the going man for all their support, you know, cause yeah. it is, I mean, that's what we're there for. We are there to support the football team and, uh, and we're, we're proud to do that for them. You bet. Well, y'all do a great job. I would, y'all are the highlight for so many of our fans. They, they make sure they're in the stadium. It's been a little different this year. We'll talk about that. We're about to go to a break, but, uh, it's been different this year with the construction that's going on. Y'all can't make your normal fanfare entrance. That's right. From the tunnels like you always do. But, that's right. Uh, no, but we we make it we make it work. We make do. it work. Hey, Absolutely. do y'all watch tape after a game and you say, Billy Bob, see how you're a little out of line there? Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's we a do. good answer. Billy Bob needs to get his butt up there. Do you have a problem? You have a problem, child, don't you? Seems like we're calling him out every game. And that's it. Sports Talk Conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. For some reason, my log that we've worked off of for a long time is not matching up with the, what we're playing today because we did a Senior Benefit Solutions of West Texas in this uh, recorded spot. Okay. And this is my, the double whammy. In my live spot here. But it's Laurie Kassler and Tanya Blackburn. And uh, th- that open window for Medicare is through December the 7th if you want to make changes or additions. or w- You need to get with these two people. They're here Guarantee in Lubbock, you and they can help you. They will give you knowledge that you didn't don't have and that you didn't know you needed. They, yeah. they know what to do. Yeah. They can help prepare you. Senior Benefit Solutions of West Texas, Laurie Kasler and Tanya Blackburn, they are the pros with Medicare and getting you the right Medicare coverage. All righty. All right. Texture. That was fun. Joel Pagan yeah. and Eric Allen, they did oh, a great ple- job. Pleasant people. Yeah. And, pleasant. Uh, and it was a, <laughs> they weren't rude. And it was sort of an upper, you know, on sort of a downer morning, yeah. they were an upper. They really were. They and got we energy and excitement, and uh, All right. they're great. Are you okay with me reading text? I thought we were calling Tom Stone. At 10 o'clock? Oh, we're calling Tom Stone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's already See, I on it. forgot him. <laughs> yeah, but that's not good. Eight ten forty five. I go. Hey, we forgot Tom Stone. Yeah, like uh, that day I forgot Coach Knight. Mm-hmm. Got a good cussing out for it. No, Tom wouldn't do that, but Coach Knight would. <laughs> not only <laughs> he would, did. Not only would <laughs> he did it. He did. All right, we'll read a lot of the text when we come back. I think I'm going to limit it to one text per person, because otherwise you get one guy ten times and, and people think, well, everybody's up in arms. Well, yeah. it's a it's a it's, handful. All right, we got Coach Tom Stone. Of the Big 12 champion, Texas Tech soccer and team. And darn near undefeated. Unbelievable. What a year, Coach. We're so proud for you. Well, thanks, guys. I know you've been with us since day one, so it was nice to raise that trophy at Lubbock, no question. No, it, it, it really was. It was. It, uh, it's amazing what y'all accomplished this year and uh, had a great run. And, of course, you run into the – uh, the UC, a lot of guys said the UCLA of men's basketball in soccer, North Carolina. They could be the North Carolina of men's basketball, but uh, just a, a program that's won a lot of ch- championships through the year here at home. But one uh, zero was the final in that score in that game match. Yeah, excuse I mean, me. you know, looking back on it, obviously it's easier to reflect positively and 
uh, about the day. It was literally historic in our ability to host that Sweet 16 game. We had a record crowd of almost 3,000 people. I'm not sure I should have said that because the fire department wasn't too happy. But the uh, well, oh, whoa, whoa. You know, before you leave that, Coach, what could possibly burn down outside? Out there? <laughs> outside. Just our new field. Just our brand new field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you could get away. You wouldn't have to burn yeah, up that with wouldn't it. Be in danger, <laughs> guys. You know the firemen are not just about fires. They're health and safety of all humans. Oh, is that it? Is that what it is? Okay, you get, get COVID here. up there with that many people. Well, not in Lubbock, hopefully. But <laughs> no, we got that barrier. Um, so it was a gorgeous day. The field was great. We played. The girls played awesome. Uh, we had three phenomenal chances. They probably had five, uh, and they scored one of them. And, you know they've uh, they've had an easy time of it up until they ran into the Red Raiders and getting that game in Lubbock, Texas was really amazing. So we're uh, not happy afterwards, and it took us a couple of days to get past it. I think we had a, a team that certainly could have gone to Provo and won uh, the Elite Eight game, but didn't get that chance. And it's uh, it's bittersweet on that end. But when you look back, and you, you said it, undefeated season, and the goalkeeper of the year, and the defender of the year, and the rookie of the year, and she coach of the year. Well, coach coach of the, of the were you coach of the year? Uh, we did, yes. We did. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Hey, did did North Carolina go out to Provo and beat BYU? You guys aren't going to believe this, but because uh, I'm sure you didn't stay up for it last night, but they were beating BYU uh, 3-0 with about 30 minutes left to go in the game. It was snowing sideways in Provo, <laughs> and Carolina kind of outthought themselves and brought their seven subs on like they do and yeah. did their line change. And then they brought their starters back out who were freezing, frozen by then. And believe it or not, before overtime, BYU scored four goals and snatched it away from Carolina. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my gosh. The BYU's really good. Really good. They are good. And, you know, I like their coach a lot, so she won't be offended, not that she's listening to this show, but – what are you talking it, about? She is listening. It, well, you know, she's in Provo. They only let them listen to certain things up there. But <laughs> That's the, right. Uh, yeah. That was all in good humor. They, uh, <laughs> you know, they didn't win our league. They didn't win our tournament. But they're in the College Cup. And I think that says a lot about BYU. I think it says a lot about the, the new Big 12. Yeah. It says a lot about how competitive the whole soccer league is. And, you know, we need, we need more teams in the College Cup, which is our version of the Final Four. So, Although uh, disappointed wasn't us, we're we're excited that a Big Twelve team is representing us in the. Well, where is the College Cup? It's in Cary, North Carolina. Yeah, they need to have it as further south. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's really great there this weekend, and sometimes it's it's freezing, and they don't always play it there. But it's the the majority of championships have been have been there. They sell out. They got so many young soccer players in that area. Unfortunately, it becomes a home game for North Carolina. Well, not this year it doesn't. (laughs) Not this year. (laughs) That's right. Do you think you ought to have to go play in the snow? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's an outdoor sport. Okay, it's an outdoor sport. My gosh. Luck of the draw. Yeah. I was out there for the the, uh, Princeton match, and I will tell you, Princeton is good. I was impressed with them. And we beat them in in penalty kicks four to three, but – you're right. It, the the field seems too big to me, coach, or something. I, I knew it. I, I couldn't I see to it. the other end. Hey, I, I, did, I didn't that's, say it. That's coach. called age. That, oh, that's, that was David. That's probably what it was. <laughs> age. I need my binoculars yes, to do. be able to see to the other end. But uh, it was so fun, and the atmosphere out there was just phenomenal. I when I tried to get, the, I parked over at UMC, 
and walked over to get to the stadium and uh, John Walker complex. And it was, I just was amazed at what I saw. I was so proud of Lubbock and the way we supported and proud of y'all and the way y'all competed. It was just a fun deal. Well, I appreciate you saying all that. And I think that that is, that is the memory of that night. I mean, broke our record again that night, nowhere to sit. The crowd was amazing. Nobody left. Game went late, you know, and you're right. Lubbock came out, and the community and the soccer people and the students. I think we had 800 students, which was a record also. So it was just amazing. That we When we can put on – now, here's the thing. You bring all these schools, Alabama, North Carolina, Princeton, you bring all these schools to Lubbock. Odds are they haven't been here before. Their, their athletic directors are here. Their, you know, all their official people are here because it's a big deal. And we just blew them away. I mean, they toured the Womble. They saw Jones. They see all our football plans. They see our soccer facility. I mean, the Alabama people stuck around until their plane left the next day touring all of our soccer facilities because they're about to do a redo. It just gives us a chance to say to everybody who's not from around here, look at, what, look at what's going on here. And it, it was really amazing, the statement. Mike Ryan and his crew and Steve Maines, they just put on an unbelievable show. And then fortunately, you know, that night, the girls played fantastic and you know, won a very dramatic game and penalty kicks. But when you got the best goalkeeper in the country, that does tend to happen. Mm. Well, you, she is so good. She really is. Madison, right? Yes, Madison White. Yeah, call her Maddie. She's, she, thought, she's tall. I always thought, do you, how silly do you feel when you go diving to your left and they kick the ball <laughs> over to the right? <laughs> you got to feel a little silly while yeah. you're midair. You got to guess. Whoa. You got to guess, don't you? And then she blocked That's the main one with her on, with yeah. her leg, Yeah, which was great. Yeah. She's something else. She All really right. is. Carry North Carolina's the championship, and it's there quite a bit. Now, how many do they draw? Because we drew 3,000. Is this something that we could host in the future? Uh, yeah, absolutely. The uh, College Cup, you mean? Or yeah, the yeah College Cup. College Cup. We can. Uh, most colleges don't get home games on their camps for the College Cup. It's, it's more of an area. So I think Dallas would be the closest, which okay. would be like a home game for us or TCU or Baylor, any of those teams. So Dallas would be a great place to host it, but there's not enough. There's not a grass stadium there that can host it besides the pro team, and they got rules about hosting college games while their season's going on. Unfortunately. Mm. Okay. Well, it, yeah, we wanted to have it here at home, but uh, we, okay. we sure showed we support. I can tell you, we need more stands. We need more. Bl- All right, how many will yeah. be at that Dylan Carey? Will it be like eight thousand? I, you know, I think it holds ten, and they usually do sell it out. So. It's uh, it's interesting that you said not this year when you're talking about North Carolina because they're a big reason yeah. that a lot of times they do sell out. And you've got uh, Clemson plays tomorrow or today. If they win, they'll travel well. BYU travels well. I mean, they just people just come out of the woodwork. So BYU will have people there. And Stanford probably will not have a crowd, and Florida State will have a big crowd. And I know you're not asking me, but Florida State is the is the favorite. They look like a little miniature pro team out there, and uh, I think they're going to win. What's the What's the key, Coach? That you know, I, I noticed that, and when I watched the Princeton match, that they had a couple of girls that were just so fast. Is speed? I know you need to have good footwork and all that stuff, but speed's a big deal, isn't it? In in soccer. Yeah, if you had to choose like all speed or all skill, you would definitely need to pick all speed because. Uh, that's the great equalizer. And as you go up in levels of games, like, oh, this is a big game, these are two top ten teams, or this is a sweet 16 game or whatever, the athleticism is a given. Everybody can run. I mean, look at Kylie Barr on our team, Elise Anderson, and Macy yeah. Blackburn, who unfortunately was hurt. These are flyers. But if you to make it and win at those levels, you have to have those same people have to be skillful. And you have mm-hmm. to have sprinkled in players like Sam Courtright, 
and others that are extremely skillful, Molly Skrasinski, Peyton Parsons. I mean, these, these kids make it all work. If you have just one, you won't win it. But if you have a combination of the two, you got a great chance. But without the speed, you're just going to get run off the field. So, fortunately, we got some even more speed coming next year. We have two, one kid in particular that might be the fastest kid on our team that's coming in next year. So, yeah. we got to keep that. We got to keep that going. All right. Uh, you said the Florida State looked like a miniature pro team. Does, is NIL yeah. money important in soccer? Speaking of pros, no, uh, <laughs> it is. It is. It's a factor. It's happening. But when I say that, it's because their team is very international based. There's a lot of kids that I think they had several that played in the Women's World Cup last year oh. on various national teams, Colombian national team or French or German. I don't know where they're all from, but they have several pro, uh, not pro players, uh, national team players who are waiting to be professionals and they want to come to college for a year or two um, to hone their skills and take advantage of all the technology and everything that we do with our athletes here. So it's always been a destination for those players. And uh, it's one of the you know reasons besides good coaching that they have uh, done real well through the, through the years. All right. Soccer ball is pretty hard for those that hadn't hit one or headed one. All right. Is there a problem with concussions and like, you know, it's like a boxer. You get hit enough times that you get a little loopy. Is there a problem with that in soccer with all the headers? You know, I'm, obviously, I'm going to give the disclaimer that I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> the majority of the concussions that I've seen in 16 years, 17 years at Texas Tech have all come from players hitting each other yeah. in the head or hitting the ground. Uh, I have not experienced one that happened. Actually, that's not true. We had one that occurred when uh, inadvertently someone got hit in the side of the head with a shot. Someone yeah. was shooting. And it hit her in the side of the face. And, you know, she didn't see it coming, so there was no protection or preparation. That That's the only one I've seen. But the ball hit her in the face, you know. Hit, if you hit it right in your forehead and your technique is right, uh, and our strength teams, you know, strengthens all those muscles around their neck and stuff, it's really limited in terms of the ball causing the problem. But hitting each other, that'll do it. And uh, hitting the ground, that'll do it too. Do any kids wear helmets? Little, no. little whatever no. you call them. Like the old no, football don't. helmets, the old... <laughs> You'd be Leather? people make no. fun of you. <laughs> you would. It'd be. Yeah. It'd make well, rodeo fun guys of. didn't used to wear helmets. They, either, and they, they were they bull riding. Yeah, that's uh, exactly anyway. right. It's. I was amazed at how many shots are used by the head. I mean, by the head. It's phenomenal how many times they use their head. It's a weapon. You watch Hannah Anderson head the ball. I mean, it's a thing of beauty. She's flying through the air. She's got hang time, and uh, I mean, she's a center back for us and scored five goals and four was forward with her head so yeah. yeah it's a big part of the game and some teams you know they want to kick it in the air the whole game but as you probably noticed with us in princeton we wanted the ball on the ground as much as we could that's why the game was so even because they're a passing team and we're a passing team and that that uh that creates a lot of transitional moments and a lot of fast break action and that game was awesome they were good they were better in, in person than they were on video i will say that they were really good i thought i, I was impressed with them well at halftime i'm sitting there going this is a lot better team than I was thinking. And I think they're better than a lot of the teams that we yeah. played during the course of the year as far as moving the ball around and seeming to have plays and things. Yeah, they would have done really well in the Big 12. I think they would have been top four for sure. You know, the only question for those teams when they – Ivy League teams is could they could they take that pounding every week when they come into a, a top league play yeah. their best? What yeah, about, they don't have to do that. What about the referees? I noticed in that match that I was at that you got kind of uh, – exercised a couple of times in fact one of the plays happened right in front of you 
and the, evidently the referee missed it, didn't he? Yeah, of course, right? I, I mean, I'm a referee <laughs> on the side. Yeah. No, just like all coaches, you know, in those big moments too, every little thing can, that goes for you can really help you. And, yeah. you know, if you're winning 5-0, it doesn't matter. But that game was so tight. Yeah, I remember that. We had a lot of momentum at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I happened to have a, one of the very few times the coach actually did have a better view than the ref because she was facing me. And they kicked it out of bounds. And, you know, he gave them the throw-in, which in general doesn't sound like that big a deal. But we had a lot of momentum in that moment. If we picked it up and threw it, I felt like we could keep the pressure on them. And, but uh, that ref was great. You guys love this. He comes over and he goes, we, we good? I said, well, that girl kicked out of bounds. He goes, no, are we good? Like, are we going to keep this up? Are we fine? <laughs> and I said, I, said I'm, I know what he's asking. Like, yeah. are you going to shut up or not? Yeah. And, I, and I said, yes, sir, we are. He well, goes, great. And he shook my hand and ran off. And that never, seemed like I a saw good him shake your hand. I saw him shake your hand. Yeah. All it, right. It was great. Now, uh, you got a referee that's like a Barney Fife. You know, he pulls his little bullet out. Does a coach get a yellow card? Do you ever get a yellow card? Or is that strictly for the players? No, the coaches can get yellows, and then you know if you get another one or they come back over to talk to you again, they're going to throw you out. So a yellow is as far as – All right, where do you have to go? Have you ever been thrown out? Yeah, I got thrown out of Arizona one time in my 17 years if I've been told to leave, but yeah. Where did you have to go? Uh, Locker room? I know we were at Arizona, so our bus was parked behind That's the stadium. And it was parked on the hill, and I could see the game from yeah. the bus. So I Did you honk the, the horn? Yeah, no, so I'm watching. <laughs> the game is like 30 seconds behind, and the bus door opens while I'm watching the game, and my captain gets on the bus. I go, what are you doing here? She goes, watch another 10 seconds, coach. I just got kicked out. <laughs> she came and sat down next to me, and we won that game 2-1. to one. It was crazy. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. Coach, we're about to go to break. We appreciate All you. Right. We're proud of you too, buddy. You did a you y'all are doing a great job. Red Raider soccer. Yes, sir. Big Thank time. You. All right. Bye, you guys. bet. Have a good rest of your holiday. Tom Stone, the head coach. He's done a tremendous Coach of the Year, job. Tom Stone. Big twelve champions, Red Raiders. Regular yeah, season champions. That's that says something. Yeah, they sure does. And undefeated. And I guess the only two part. games they lost were one to nothing. Yeah, they were. They lost yeah. to Texas one zero and North Carolina one zero. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. JW Services and Co. Distributors in Midland, Texas. We appreciate them so much. They are a big reason that we're on in Midland, Odessa, in the Permian Basin, and uh, Brent Beck and Scott Blakely and Cade Walton, the whole team down there. Uh, they got the parts. They can get the parts. They can keep you up and going. Uh, they got a whole bunch of companies all in this one company, JW Services and Co. Distributors, and they can keep you running in the oil and gas industry in Midland and Odessa and the Permian Basin. So make them a part of your team, plus they're Red Raiders, and uh, that's for sure. And Mighty Wash all over the Permian Basin, locally owned right here in Lubbock, Texas. And it's a big-time yeah, deal, and we got lots of them here in Lubbock. And their people are what make the difference at Mighty Wash. That's the Texas Tech Car Wash. All right, we did, uh, I did track down Ron Reeves, so he's going to be on. All right, here's a texter that says, This show. Yes. This show, he's calling us out. This show said Matt Wells was the guy, and they believed he was who we needed a few years ago, too. I, I agree. Uh, I thought Matt, and, and I still think Matt will be a good coach somewhere. He's And he was a good coach at You Utah talk about State. the guy that didn't get a chance yeah. during COVID. Yeah. Comes in after Kingsbury, the coverage bear, yeah. and he didn't get a chance. No, nah, he didn't. And I don't, agree, I don't disagree with Kirby a lot, and I think Kirby was sort of, 
backed into a corner because yes. you know you got to sell tickets. Yeah. Oh, uh, but uh, but you're right. We did say that, and I believed it. I, we and, did say I, it. I believe Joey's that that same type of person. Maybe maybe a better coach. We'll I agree. see. Yeah. I think. All right. All right, we got Ron Reeves on the line here with us, former Texas Tech quarterback, former Monterey quarterback, and uh, former Hutchison Ranger. Former Hutchison Ranger quarterback, linebacker. He probably he was, he was he, most people say he was a better linebacker than he was quarterback. That's really saying something because he was a great quarterback. Yeah. What's saying oh, something is that you guys got to go back to all of those <laughs> things that I was for anybody to even know who the heck I am. So that's, yeah. that's, uh, he's nobody today. It's not he's like one of the great say, number hey, Ron Reeves. He's on the phone with us. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> just Ron Reeves, and they're going, yeah. who? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ron. So well, he, well, Ron Reeves, he, he knows Stepford and Ashley. Yeah, that's right. That's he why does. we know him. And they both love him dearly. We do. Yeah. Hey, well, what I was your last that. year at Tech? What was your last season? 81. 81, yeah. Yep. 81. All right, here's why we called you. <laughs> we're, we're sort of sadistic. We, yeah. I always, and I've told Ron this, so I'm not telling y'all something I hadn't told yeah. Ron, that his the beating he took against the University of Texas, I'd only seen one other beating like it, and that was Tex Cobb against Larry Holmes. <laughs> and uh, and how, many time, how many times Cobb. were you sacked? Uh, actually... There was it was a Southwest Conference record thirteen sacks in one game, but it was only eleven of them were me. So uh, oh. they, they finally had enough empathy for me to get me out of there and put Richie <laughs> Etheridge in. He got the last two. What was the final score of the game? You, Gosh, you, I don't remember the score to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> you don't remember? It wasn't anything. as bad. It was not as bad as yesterday. <laughs> Maybe half that bad. Half that bad. Yeah, but we did have. I do remember specifically on that game that we were. I mean, we were way beaten. I don't remember the. I mean, it was thirty something to not very much, maybe fourteen or something. And on the very, very last minute of the game, uh, Richie Etheridge threw a deep ball into the end zone. I think Brian Williamson caught it for a touchdown. And all of there was about five or six guys on our sideline that were going nuts like we had just won the game. And I found out <laughs> soon thereafter that they had uh, a little juice on the game because the point spread was so big. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that covered the spread. So, uh, anyway. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I can't give you any names. That it, I was not one of them because I, yeah, I thought we were going to win every game all the way to the end. But – had a few disappointments along the way. Yep, there did, are a few did that did that game hurt, Ron? I remember listening because I was listening on the radio, and then Asher was like, "He's getting up." <laughs> yeah. Well, that, honestly, that whole year uh, I had hurt my knee early in the year. Yeah. And basically had it taped up like a cast and and played, and I was just I was just you know a sitting duck back there for people that were better than us on the line of scrimmage, which was everybody. And uh, we we had a rough year. Is a is a long one. Don't look up our our record because it is the worst one ever at Texas Tech. Oh wow! That year. Well, it should have fired everybody. One, one nine and one. Should have fired everybody and should have. Well, let's talk about that win. Exiled you. Who did y'all beat? <laughs> Who y'all beat? Probably New Mexico <laughs> <laughs> or UTEP. It might have been UTEP. I don't know. Okay. I will tell you this though. This is honest to truth. One nine and one. In seven of those nine losses, we were tied or ahead in the fourth quarter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like we were getting 
obliterated by everybody. But the, the thing was, that was Jerry Moore's first year. He came in, he wanted to redshirt everybody. He tried to redshirt me and Buford and Tate Randall and, you know, all the guys that were, you know, still hoping to go play on in the next league somewhere. But, uh, you know, I mean, literally, we didn't have any depth and we got worn out because a lot of people. All his offensive line. Red- yeah, that's what you want to hear is your offensive line is redshirt. We're all redshirt. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a tough year. It was for sure. But. All right, now let me ask you this, Ron. That's we really didn't want to. We did want to bring that up again, but because it's amazing and the, just the grit and the competitive spirit that you have. Of course, we all know that. I can tell you stories about Ron in church league basketball. Yeah, <laughs> let's don't do that. <laughs> well, no, that was none of our best moments. No, I had yeah. Ron was with me on some of mine too. I was with him. <laughs> they were not good moments, yeah. but it. Uh, we wanted to, you know. People are so mad, Ron. I mean, it's like people are mad and they want to fire everybody. And it's his second year as the head coach and this staff. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. I think that we got to stay strong behind Joey and give him what he needs to do what he can do. And I think we got a good man at at the helm, and uh, we're getting better. I mean, we got better players right now than we did when he got here, yeah. and. Uh, I think that's going to continue. I mean, the good recruiting that we're getting, you know, hopefully people that are committing to us that they're not the type that usually commit to us. And uh, I think I think we're going to be fine. I mean, it's it's not an, an automatic thing. I mean, TCU turning it around like they did uh, last year or whatever, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, it's almost gotta, like divine intervention because every game they went into, they just barely won. Yeah. And then this year you see the other side of it. Yep. And, and to yep. a certain extent, Tech's the same way. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, last year we could have lost two or three games we won. This year we could have won two or three games we lost. Mm-hmm. It's a yep. fine line unless you're one of the the blue bloods. The that, chosen. It, yeah. Well, well yep. it, it sort of is the chosen. It they is have the twice chosen. as much money well, as you and twice as much tradition. I watched the first half. I, I went to bed afterwards because we've had 10 grandkids in our house for the last – we've done Thanksgiving and Christmas the last two – two three days and it's i was exhausted and i couldn't take any more of the game i looked i didn't see the score till this morning and uh read that they scored with just like 20 seconds left is yeah. that right yeah put a little exclamation point on oh it, yeah but. hey ron also in the fourth quarter you've never seen this i bet baron throws a low pass it bounces off brooks <laughs> foot off of his foot and it bounces up in the air and they intercept it and run it for a touchdown. <laughs> it was an unbelievable oh. play. I mean, it's just and there's a linebacker a, caught it. They had a they have a kickoff wow. return. Yeah, they had a, a kickoff return, return. A block punt. Yeah. And a ball off the foot. It oh was, my god. It was just the perfect storm for a whooping. Yeah. And we got one. We, we got, got a whooping. One. And we'll see if a little pride and come back and make a good join in the bowl game and recruiting and uh just to get ready for next year so yeah and you know what i don't think next year's guaranteed to be just a stellar year either because no. some of these guys have got to get some hair on their belly and there's not yeah. much hair we're losing a lot of our hair yeah. a lot of those guys that are fully developed are, are leaving so yeah. i don't think next year I, i'm not going to go we're going to be nine and three next year i think we may be seven and five or something yeah. And we're going to have to just say, "Hey, we're we're building." Mm-hmm. We're we're not 
competitive on either side of the line of scrimmage. Bingo. A lot of the teams were playing, and uh, those those guys got to get the hair on their belly and have a little muscle tone that you can see. And, uh, you know, I'm not – I mean, that's just – we got to get better at every area, but that one is going to be notable next year because all of our defensive linemen that have been hanging around for six years playing – They're gone. You know, who, yeah, and who's behind them? Yeah. You know, I, those people are. But I'm sure Joey knows that, and they're out today <laughs> ringing some doorbells. So anyway. Today would be a good day to go. Yeah. 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 Didn't y'all get beat last night? No, nah, we won't talk about that. Yeah. yeah. That was ugly. You to come join us next year. Well, yeah. yeah. I think a kid would look at that and go, hey, yeah. I can start These guys there are four serious. years. Yeah. You can be yeah. our star. That's what we're going to tell him. Anyway, that was uh, it. Was tough to take. It really was, and uh, people were so disappointed. And we had such high hopes, and that that's been for the whole season. I kind of got into you know, Joey's a hype guy. He's a positive thinker. He's not a yeah. he's not a everything's bad. He's always the cups half full, and uh, you know that comes back to or bite the you. Cup runneth over. He's yeah, one of those yeah. cup runneth <laughs> over guys. He is a cup yeah. runneth over. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. I mean, I'm for guys that are positive and excited about their players and. And, uh, but you know, oh, you'd love to play for a guy like Coach McGuire. You would. I can't yeah. imagine him coming into the home and parents meeting him and not being excited for their kids to come play here. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. I'm glad you survived that Texas game so long ago, Ron. <laughs> well, it's debatable. I don't know. I didn't very long after that. Still got some Dane Bramage here big time, but, uh, you know, I wasn't I wasn't smart enough to know that I was taking a beating, and I might not have tried to stay there so hard. I should have like taken a few games off, but we didn't really have a whole lot behind me, and I felt committed. I mean, I'm a life lifelong Red Raider. Are you? So. A, uh, were you a senior that year? Yeah, that was my senior year. Okay. All right. Got yep. married in a wheelchair. Uh, I was there. That's unbelievable. Get, get my knee operated on on Sunday morning after our Saturday game against Houston. And uh, getting wheeled down the aisle in a wheelchair by my wife and carrying her bouquet on the way out of First Baptist Church. So <laughs> I was there. Anyway, well, that was a great ending to a great year. Yeah. Well, that was a a wonderful rest of that story. But there's more to your story. Is you were one and ten, and the and the Canadian Football League saw something that they liked. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I got drafted by the Oilers as well and, you know, made it through camp until uh, the starter stunk it up and they traded for Archie Manning right that year. So I got put on waivers after that. And then I went to Canada and ended up playing, ended up playing about four and a half seasons, not having to get a real job. So it was well, a lot of fun. He's showing his age, isn't he? Yeah. Archie Manning. He said, and then Norm Van Brocklin got healthy. And, and Paul Bear Brown was – he was the head coach. Hey, I'm that old guy that I remember the old guys talking. I'm, and then that's not even relevant to football today. They don't you know, even know – yeah. yeah. But and, you did play. He did play with Herschel Walker. Yes, you did. And he, and he was on Donald Trump. You and Donald Trump are big buddies, aren't you? Yeah. He still owes me $10,000. So I don't know if I'm ever going to get it, but <laughs> – he does. Well, you won't if you don't ask for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should have got Coach Knight to get it for you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he would have asked him, I promise. Well, anyway, you had a great career, and that was uh, one night in that career. But last night just reminded me, I thought of you during that game because Barron was running for his life and 
just trying to survive. I was afraid he's going to get hurt. I really was. I just hope next year when Barron's out there doing the opposite of what happened yesterday that you'll go, you know what? I remember that one night Ron Reeves came in on the field the first game. Oh, that was so great, Ron. Yeah. Who was that against? Arizona or who? Arizona. Yeah. And you know, and the stands is just packed, and then they go, and the PA guys now at quarterback for the Red Raiders, number twelve, Ron Reeves, and the place just went wild because you were the. a magic night and it kind of all went downhill from there but it was great <laughs> starting out there. you won the game we won the game didn't we yeah we yeah. did because of you well you me and everyone else but yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun to be a part of i know it that was so cool who did you come in for uh tress adamy was a fifth year senior and he was a starter that year and then there was a guy named mark johnson who was kind of a more of a running quarterback than a throwing quarterback so those two guys were both ahead of me and uh that game tress got hit on the thigh you know yeah you get hit on the thigh and you think your leg is broken in half that's what <laughs> happened to him and they put mark johnson in and we were behind and he wasn't throwing to the right team that <laughs> and so they threw right before halftime we went down and scored i can't remember if we scored twice before halftime and and took the lead or what but it, it all happened so fast but you know, I I was able to start from there on the rest of my career until I had a few games I missed for injuries. But uh, I really like Baron Morton. I like he's a hard worker. He's a great kid. He's a fierce competitor. And, you know, he's having to do some things outside of what he would prefer to do because of his health and their protection. I mean, they got him moving in the pocket so much. If he could just sit back there and be a running threat and a – in the pocket passer i think it's a strength good yeah rodney telling that story remind me people have been mean for a long time and we've been reading negative texts this morning ron we usually don't do that because uh but we do it we're doing it today but uh trace adamy tress adamy they call him tress a dummy (laughs) and that was his name everywhere i went he was tress a dummy (laughs) and that was 50 years ago being a dummy he's a (laughs) high-performing lawyer, trial lawyer in uh, the Central Texas area, class act all the way. Is that right? I mean, in your fifth year senior and you think it's, you're going to get to start and all of a sudden you get – you go play USC and we played them pretty good out there. That I mean, I think we lost 17-9. to nine, And then he's in his second game and he gets hurt. And then a little freshman punk from Lubbock comes in <laughs> and takes the job away. And I'm telling you, that guy, he he was nothing but a fan. He was amazing. Wow. And I, I see him, I tell him that. And he just said, well, he you supported were. you. That's good. And he knew there was bigger things in life than, than that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what? Right. Ron, we appreciate you, buddy. Well, what's bigger? All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go back inside. I had to come out here on the back porch in my short sleeve shirt. It's cold, isn't it, Ron? Too, too loud. Well, it's loud inside with all those. I'm oh, they're still you. there? They're still there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're here till uh, Monday. Tell them to go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ron. All Thank right. you for doing this. Uh, Ron Reeves, number I'll see 12. See you, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks. All right. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.